0: Welcome to the Boom Tequila
1: Podcast. I'm Jody. And I'm Erin. Today, we're talking about something that impacts pretty much everyone, but you may have never even thought about it. We are decoding your doodles. What does that mean? Well, have you ever doodled in class on a notebook just to de stress? Most of us have. But what you may not know is that there could be some hidden meanings behind those doodles. That is exactly what we're diving into today. We are going to look at some common doodles and what they could say about your personality. We'll also talk about how you doodle and what that could mean. For instance, do you tend to doodle with more curved or straight lines? Do your doodles tend to end up on the right or left side of a notebook? Details like this can actually tell us some pretty interesting information about you. What you ask? What you ask? Well, stick around to find out. Then, we're offering up our music recommendations of the week in Joe JM, and letting you get to know us a little bit better with some
0: personal questions in Dish Bish at the end. Let's get started. When it comes to art interpretation, therapists sometimes use drawings as a way to dig deeper with a client and offer an outlet for someone to express themselves in ways that words may not be able to get to. Some therapists are able to pick up on certain themes or things that stand out from a drawing to hone in and determine where discussion might be needed. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So disclaimer, we are in no way claiming to be mental health professionals. Uh, We have collected information from this episode through research, and we're going to link those sources in the show notes if you're interested. But I really wanted to talk about this topic because I think it's so interesting and one that honestly, I really don't see or here rather, talked about very much.
0: Yeah, I love that. So everything from the shapes that we draw to the patterns we use when we draw to the objects or symbols we choose can give clues that are bigger than the doodle itself. There are some common doodling themes that seem to be top go-tos for many doodlers. So Jody.
1: Do you have you ever had any of your drawings or art analyzed before or have you ever seen anyone else analyze a drawing?
0: No, I never have. Um I haven't even really drawn anything in years. I'm I've never been good. When I was in like <laughs> Do you remember um this was like before Hello Kitty. Maybe it was around when Hello Kitty was like a big thing. Um there there was this frog design and I it was like a simple design and I got like good at drawing it and I remember thinking that that was really cool but um other than me thinking that I'm really good at drawing a weird frog no one's ever analyzed my stuff before I like that (laughs) (laughs)
1: did did you draw the frog all the time
0: yeah um (laughs) I don't know why. Just like all my homework and stuff. I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious.
1: We're going to get to a point where you'll see the tie-in for that. And I like okay. it. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> so, actually. So I had asked Jody before we started like researching the details of this to do like a drawing or some doodles. And we're going to come to that at the end after we go through what all the meanings were. But I had her do that before, before we dived in because I didn't want this information to alter what she would draw. So I didn't even um, know what the episode was about today. I I didn't even check at all. I was like, you can't look at this one because you're going to see it and it's going to taint your doodle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just as
0: surprised and shocked as you guys.
1: (laughs) All right. So I have worked with kids who have been in therapy and I've sat in on sessions and worked with therapists to collaborate care. So I've seen some of this used in therapy with kids. I remember one therapist asking a child to draw a picture of their family. And she explained that things like heavy use of a black crayon can indicate kind of a dark presence, not a dark spiritual presence necessarily, just something that's worth digging deeper into because there could be trauma, or just something else there worth asking questions about. I know one therapist mentioned that sometimes a child will draw one family member very small or far away or missing body parts that the other characters all have. And these can also mean different things as well. Uh, In one instance, I saw a therapist use drawings with a kid who was having some hallucinations or fears to just help get kind of get a visualization of it and help the kid talk, be able to talk about it better in ways that words can't, and also to kind of gain power over it if it's a fear or something. And so um, maybe that's part of what sparked it. I also just always find this kind of stuff interesting and psychology and, and all that jazz. So today we're going to talk about some of these common themes and meanings behind the doodles that you've probably done. But before we know what they mean, I want you to think about the types of things that you tend to doodle. So if you're listening at home, I want you to think about this too. And Jody, what types of things do you typically
0: doodle or did you used to draw when you doodled? Hmm. Honestly, I would say now, now when I doodle, like if, the only time I really think I do is if I'm on the phone at work or something, and I'll just do little designs, and I'll just create like n- nothing really, just little designs. But I know when I was a kid, I did the I did the frog thing, and I remember I drew horses a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that's all, like, no, and,
1: and I love that. that. <laughs> Horses and frogs. We are going to circle back to that. Okay. <laughs> I remember I used to draw in class all the time when I was in high school and middle school. And I would always, especially high school though, I would always use different colored gel pens, metallic or sparkly pens with like the smooth writing were my absolute favorites. I did a ton of flowers, curved lines. I'd practice 3D boxes and do those infamous 2000s S's like from the early 2000s that were like those boxy
0: S shapes that everybody drew, I think. Um, Yes, And not to like change the subject or go off topic at all, but do you, have you seen the show on Hulu called Pen15? I have not. Oh my goodness. It's literally like us when we were in junior high, it's like 2000, they play in sync and that. And it made me think of that because in one of the last episodes I just watched, they had the S they were drawing it in class, like the S, like you were saying. Oh my gosh. So I if, thinking- you, if you're a millennial go back to, uh, and you want to go back to, you know, 2000 watch pen 15 on Hulu. It's so good. I swear. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember doing those and I would also do, um, I would usually do like a doodle Oh my gosh. I'm going to say the word doodle so much in this episode that we're all probably going to hate that word by the end of it. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Um, but I'd usually do a flower design around the three ring area on like that left margin with each hole being the center of the flower. (laughs) And then I would like have like a curvy stem that connected it. And then I do more stuff on the right side, the top bottom kind of all over. I didn't draw over the words or within the words. And I had heart swirly random things and these kind of like henna inspired designs, if that makes sense. No,
0: that's kind of what I I feel like I do now. It's like, it reminds me of the henna stuff, which is like little swirl stuff when I'm just on the phone and not really even thinking about it. But so why do we doodle? People tend to doodle when they're in class or on a call like me, or just to avoid feeling like they're doing nothing. You might have more urges to doodle if you're stressed out or frustrated as doodling can serve as a bit of an outlet. According to Ruth Rostron, a professional handwriting analyst, when you're on automatic pilot and only half attending to what you're doing, you may find yourself thinking of something that has been at the back of your mind. Underlying preoccupations surface and before you know it, take shape as doodles. Doodling maps The wandering of your mind as you plan a new venture, worry about money or dream of a lover or holiday. At an unconscious level, this seemingly aimless pastime may actually be helping people sort out their problems. Doodles are like fragments of a map that shows how someone's mind works. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. So the first thing we're going to
1: look at is colors. Jody, if you could pick three colors that you would be your top choices to doodle, what three colors would you pick?
0: My top choices to doodle green, green's my favorite color, maybe like, so like a teal green, like a teal. So let's say that pink and gold.
1: Oh, I like that. I didn't think about gold.
0: My usual go-to's I would
1: say pink, purple, and black would be. And if you're listening, I want you to think about what your top go-to colors would be. If you were going to reach for a pen or marker and doodle something, And then as we go through what each of these colors means, think about whether or not it resonates with
0: you. So if you like a certain color, this can indicate that you're aligned with the vibration or energy behind that color. Red speeds up the pulse and is connected with energy, activity, and strong feelings, anger, love, and hate.
1: Pink is in tune with softer feelings like affection, warmth,
0: compassion, and sensitivity. Orange is a powerful, intense, stimulating, and disturbing color associated with dynamic energy.
1: Yellow is a bright, sharp color that stimulates the mind, creating excitement and
0: also fear. Green is linked with natural renewal and change, relaxation, dissatisfaction, and growth. Turquoise is a
1: cool color associated with calm detachment, self-control, and pride.
0: Blue slows the breathing and is linked with peace, trust, self-discipline, loyalty, and spirituality. Purple, or indigo, is
1: rich and deep with insight, integrity, dignity, and authority.
0: Violet has the power to heal associated with intuition, inspiration, and spirituality.
1: Brown is the color of down-to-earth practicality and reliability.
0: And black is associated with facts, discipline, and what is serious or gloomy. So do you feel like your yours was
1: turquoise, which would be calm detachment, self-control, and pride, as well as green, relaxation, and growth. What was the other one?
0: Uh, gold. So would that gold. be like yellow? Or That'd orange? probably be like yellow.
1: Yeah. Yellow or orange. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that. They call it orange disturbing. It's I feel disturbing. like that's, I did take this from, <laughs> um, uh, the lady that we referenced above, uh, there was an article that Ruth Rostron had written. And most of the articles that I found about this topic referenced her as kind of the, um, topic expert.
0: So. Yeah. I think I like that. I, especially green. I like the relaxation. I don't know about dissat, dissatisfaction. Well, I guess, you know, if you're sitting at work, and you're just doodling. You're dissat. You're dissatisfied. Yeah. You know. You want to go home. I don't know. But yeah, I think yeah, I like yeah. that. Do you think that that with yours? Do you think that like I?
1: I think so. Maybe? Mine is like you know affection, warmth, compassion. I don't always see myself as like a soft, sensitive person, but I definitely do have that side of me. Yeah. Um, and a lot, and then integrity and authority, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if facts, discipline and serious or gloomy. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel think... like I'm very gloomy, but I can be real serious sometimes. So I don't think
0: that I've ever, I would never say that you're gloomy. Like that's
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's all right. And still. I'm sticking by my colors. Um, yeah. no, and I've seen these colors, um When you're doing so I work in like marketing outside of podcast land and, <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's different, you know, meanings and symbols behind the colors that you'll look at when you're doing like a brand, when you're choosing brand colors and things and, and considering that because different people associate different things with different colors. And
0: so there's a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to look at shapes next.
1: So. Oh, anything about, do you tend to draw with straighter or more curved lines when you're doodling?
0: I I definitely do more curved. I do a lot of swirlies. I do too. Um,
1: and straighter lines tend to be associated with things that are more traditionally masculine. Um, also people who tend to consistently draw straighter lines tend to, uh, be more organized more. And I, I don't necessarily say, I mean, that people who draw curved aren't organized, but I'm more that like (laughs) mathematical brain type of thinking. Like, I feel like someone who's very, that is going to draw more straight lines where the curved lines tend to be associated with more like feminine energy or uh, creativity and softer things. So size matters.
0: Yes, it do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you tend to draw big doodles or small? Larger images in a doodle can be a sign of someone who is thinking, has a lot going on, who is confident, or likes to be out in the world participating, while smaller doodles could indicate someone who is more of an observer and values personal space. Strokes and patterns are another thing that we're going to look at. So lots of
1: heavy strokes and crisscross shading can indicate depression or darker
0: feelings. How much pressure we use. Whether we draw bold lines or soft, gentle strokes can tell about our personality and our temperament at the time of drawing. Someone who tends to be very shy and hesitant might be more likely to use soft, short strokes, while someone who tends to be more bold and decisive may use stronger, firmer strokes.
1: Somebody what soft you like, soft? Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to make comments so about sorry. this I, right I, now. When
1: I worded this, my brain was not, and it was, it, it didn't even go there. And as you're reading it to me, I'm going there. So how do you like to stroke it? I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. I love it. I love it. Okay
1: if someone's drawing a picture of something that incites anger in them, they may be more likely to dig into the paper a little more with harder strokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you're, if you're angry, you're stroking it really hard. That's right. Okay, <laughs> where are y'all doodles at? Large doodles that take up the whole page? You might be someone who likes nature and communication, but may not be super outgoing.
1: Doodles on the left side of the page, on the other hand, are the most common and a sign of someone who may be nostalgic. Left side doodles are associated with your past and family or more of your inside world.
0: Doodles in the middle of the paper where the notes were supposed to go or over the document, you are probably very outgoing. (sighs) We're so mature. Why? (laughs) Why? What was the reason?
1: (laughs) Small drawings in the corners or margins of pages could potentially indicate that you value order and organization.
0: If you only doodle in the margins, you probably like order. And if you always stay within the margins, you might even be a bit of a perfectionist.
1: Right side doodles are less common. These are associated with the future and outside world. This can be an indicator that it's someone who seeks self-expression
0: and has deep thoughts. Doodle at the top can be reflective of hopes and dreams or goals for the future, while doodles near the bottom of a page can be inspired by what grounds you. So what are you doodling? The things that we
1: choose to draw and the symbols that we choose also can have a lot of meaning to them. So for instance, if you like to doodle humans, well, sorry about it because <laughs> these indicators are less than stellar. Drawing little people can mean that you feel insecure or want to escape responsibilities. Someone who draws a lot of stick figures, on the other hand, might be emotionally unstable and have a tendency to want to isolate themselves from others.
0: Faces. How you draw faces can tell us some important information How you draw faces can tell us some information as well. If you tend to draw people who are smiling, you probably see the best in people. Angry faces or ugly faces can indicate that you have trust issues. Silly faces might mean that you like to make people laugh and enjoy being the center of attention.
1: Do you know anyone who doodles their signature a lot? Well, they might be a narcissist. (laughs) It's also common though, for teenagers to just doodle their name as an indicator that they're excited for freedom and independence from their family this is specifically was talking about if they doodle their first name um, only and doodling your name is actually pretty common so that don't worry it doesn't mean like if you like to write your name that you are like a hundred percent like
0: bubble like when you do like the bubble letters doodling
1: I'm not sure if that's included. I think, I think it is. Like, to do to that say, all the time. I know the reference about the teenage girls doing just their first name. That was mm-hmm. one that was called out as specifically an example of something that's pretty common amongst teenage girls, Yeah, specifically doodling just their first name different ways. And it can be like basically an indicator that they're kind of seeking independence as, you know, My whatever. God. So, and then doodling someone else's name, on the other hand, probably means that this is a person you think a lot about. It doesn't always mean it's someone that you're infatuated or in love with, though. It could also be someone that you're frustrated with or just for whatever reason can't really get out of your head.
0: Arrows symbolize ambition and sharp, straight arrows can reflect strong career goals. But curved or more creative arrows can indicate strong passion for something.
1: Houses can indicate a need for security with details or polished looking with detailed or polished looking houses. This could indicate uh, a stable and organized home. But if your house is missing uh, windows, specifically with something that was called out. So that could be an indicator that there are things going on inside the home that the artist wants hidden from the outside world.
0: Wow. hmm Hearts are often drawn by people who seek love and romance.
1: Uh, I feel like we all would have guessed that one for some reason. For some reason. And then flowers can have a few different meanings based on the types of flowers that you draw and the context. And so I thought this was interesting. Rounded flowers tend to be drawn by people who are really friendly and warm. And more pointed flowers tend to be drawn by people who are also friendly and warm, but not perceived initially by others on first impression. I also saw somewhere that the type of flower you are drawn to or tend to want to draw can indicate things about you. For instance, someone who draws daisies or really likes daisies may be a little bit more secretive versus someone who's drawn to roses might be more romantic. I thought that was interesting. What type of flowers did you draw? What
0: type of flowers did I draw? Um I was never really good. I literally would just draw whatever a circle for the center and then just round on the edges would be.
1: Which would make sense because you're like friendly and warm. And I did the pointy ones. I almost always, I did sometimes the round ones, but I almost always did like it would have like kind of a a bulbous (laughs) (laughs) with like a pointy end on like the petals. And there was also ones versus if your flowers tend to point up versus down indicating that you're like, Um, you know, more optimistic versus potentially depressed or or different things like that. So there was so much more. I mean, we could have gone on um, a little bit longer, but trying to
0: keep it. All
1: right. So before we started this session, I mentioned this in the beginning, I asked Jodi to draw something for me. And what I want to do now that we've kind of talked about some of the different meanings and all of this, I want to see her drawing. And see if I can analyze it and uncover some things about Jody for you all. Okay. So I did three.
0: The first one, um, I I don't, I, <laughs> so I had a, a drawing that I did that I knew my parents had uh, that I did of my family when I was really little and my dad didn't know how to send it to me. So he just described it to me and I drew it as he described it to me and i and i in detail so this is, send you a picture of it no he doesn't know how oh so it's me and my parents and my brother and my dog okay and well that's helpful and but
1: it is so much in the details of the picture that makes a difference so like if your brother in the picture had a black shirt and everybody else had a yellow shirt oh. that's an indicator that like um <laughs> you know there was maybe a negative feeling with your brother, or maybe if your brother, this isn't the best example, your brother's awesome, but like, <laughs> I'm picking <laughs> on, on Ron. Um, if he, I don't know if he got angry a lot, you could potentially draw him with a black
0: shirt or something. There's like blackbirds. Is that like, there an are some blackbirds. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, so they I don't know. They look like weird long ends.
1: I still like it. And I, I think that you should frame the one you drew as an adult. <laughs> the family. Everyone looked the <laughs> same and had the same number of like hands and and all of that. But those are the things that you don't notice unless you're looking for yeah. it. Um, okay. I know when I was looking at pictures of stuff that kids had drawn, it was interesting because you'd see one um maybe there. I don't know, let's say their father wasn't in the picture. Maybe okay. they'd draw their father, if they were drawing a picture of them when they were baby, they'd draw their father in the picture, but the father would be farther away from the family. He'd be smaller, oh. he'd be wearing all black. And maybe the dad only has, you know, like a stick, neck, and three fingers, but everybody else is five fingers and a lot more detail or something. Like yes. there are differences like that that you don't think about unless you kind of are looking for it, which okay. are really interesting.
0: Um, here's the next one. I drew it of someone that we love. <laughs> Can you guess who it is? I. This
1: is beautiful. <laughs> and you did a fantastic job. I, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. It's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and at first I thought it was a friend that we have, a different friend. And then I realized, no, it's Napoleon Dynamite. And what... I'm noticing about this is that you seem to have used like very abrasive, hard strokes on his eyebrows, and you also seem to have like a firmer, bolder pressure throughout the drawing. It's not light and airy with little soft strokes. Um, you really made some decisions and went to town on Napoleon. That's very serious. That's awesome. His nose. Um, <laughs> Is very interesting to me. It looks like
0: two buttholes. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said you that. Guys have so
0: said wild that. eyebrows.
1: <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I would like what I would like for Jody to do is I would like for her to post this on our Instagram. And then Dying. after we after we launch this episode, and then once everyone's listened to it. I would like you to analyze what yeah. you think it reveals to us about Jody.
0: I gave him a double chin too.
1: Because I'm feeling a little bit um, <laughs> underqualified to really
0: <laughs> go
1: very much in depth.
0: I did make some hard strokes with you. You really did. Too. You really did. Yeah. And then this last one, um, I was trying to do, I thought, like I want to do a self portrait, and then it turned out bad. So then I just copied someone on the internet, and it I thought it wasn't too bad. No, I think it's good. Oh, I was going to think it was
1: really interesting. I almost asked you to do a self portrait instead because yeah. I wanted to see like the self portraits though. Those can get kind of deep because then it like tells you what you think about yourself, you know? Yeah.
0: Like,
1: and I don't know. You if, know what? I If you're ready to go that deep on this.
0: This is perfect because this is the this is a self portrait after Photoshop. oh I like it
1: um and I am so sorry because I said we were going to come back to the frogs and the horses I thought I had this in my notes and I did not apparently okay so uh basically if you have recurring themes with animals like there can be meanings behind different animals that you draw but if you have recurring themes with animals the thought is that you in some way kind of feel connected to that animal or associate with that animal or feel that you know some sort of a connection with that animal so that like maybe when you were younger you felt like you were a frog and a horse a little bit <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. yeah i would say if you want a more accurate analysis to meet with a professional but i i feel like you get what you pay for and this
0: is free baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I think you're right. I think I probably wanted to be a horse frog. You wanted to just like leap through the
1: water and run through the fields.
0: You're absolutely right. I I don't think that anyone could tell me anything better than that. Like anything. I feel like that's.
1: On a lily pad in the water. Yes. Sounds. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I tried to find some of my old drawings. I only found, I found like art stuff I did when I was a freshman in high school from like 2002, but it wasn't. It wasn't like doodly stuff that I felt like was going to work for the sake of analyzing art. And so it's like portraits and stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have for this section. now we're going to transition into Jojam.
0: Into Jam. So this week I have one song that I have come across. I am a big Tyler Childers fan and I don't know how I didn't hear it before, but I came across the song White House Road, and I've been jamming to it. It's my fave right now. So check it out. Loves it.
1: And I have, this came out, I think the day or the day after we recorded our last episode, but it's Rumors by Lizzo featuring Cardi B. And the video gives me major, I don't know if you ever saw the Disney Hercules movie, like flashbacks so hard.
0: I have not heard it. But I have seen stuff online about Lizzo having to defend herself because people were, like, making really hateful and mean comments to her. Have you really? seen that?
1: I haven't. Everything I've seen has been, like, yes, bitch. Like, this That's is awesome. Good. And this. the whole thing is, like, her saying, like, oh, the room is all true. Yeah. <laughs> and Carrie's yeah. verse on it is, like, super good. That's probably my favorite
0: part. But,
1: yeah. I have not. But I'm sure it's out there.
0: Yeah. There's always some people that got hate. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out.
1: I figured people would hate. I was surprised because Cardi in the video is pregnant and she's also like very scantily clad. (laughs) Wait, is she pregnant right now? I think so. Yeah. Oh, she's pregnant Uh in the video and I don't think she's faking it. Um, (laughs) and so that's not something like we're seeing more of that where women are like doing stuff while they're pregnant and people are like getting used to it and whatever. But, um, I figured people would would comment more on that than anything but they both look fantastic and I think I think they can do whatever they want (laughs) right so now it's time to dish your little bish (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that was awful (laughs) That's like a the opposite of a remix where it's like making it weird and slow
0: version it is it's like oh it's the original version
1: I don't know i
0: don't like think
1: the slow that. it's like a downer we need to like read to come with a little bit more energy it's yeah. time to dish bish you better dish bish okay that sound it was awkward but it had more energy We're <laughs> going with it um all right so today we just have some questions that i think will help you guys get to know us a little bit better and that's what we do in dish Bish. we just do either personal topics sometimes it gets a little risque today. It's not going to get too crazy, but I do have some fun questions. So Jody, first yeah. question, who do you look up to the most and what qualities do you love about them?
0: I look up to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> who do I look up to the most? Let's see. I, I do look up to you. I think that you are very inspirational because you're very ambitious and I just think that you're (laughs) I just think you're so great no um let's see Hmm. that's a good question I think it's just like not so much like you want to you want to think like celebrities for stuff like this but I do think that personally the more people I look up to is the people that inspire me in my life which is like you and like my mom And, you know, women that I see around me doing the thing. I like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What about you? I,
1: um, the first person that I think I thought of with this question would be, I think my dad was definitely like a, there, there's a lot of things that I think he had a big impact in my life on when it comes to his ambition and some of the things that he overcame and accomplished. But in general, outside of that, I would, strong women are always inspirational to me. There are things, you know, I feel like I have to like back by this and be like, you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, you don't have to.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to say me. No, there are definitely things about Jody that I am constantly like, okay, I need to do better at that. Like there's, you know, I think we balance each other out in a lot of ways because there are some things that she's really good at that I'm not when it comes to like, Patience, or sometimes responding with grace in certain situations, and I can be kind of like come off somewhat abrasive, and it's maybe not always like the most, I don't know, kindest of response. <laughs> <laughs> Joy always has like the right words to make everybody feel comfortable, and I love that. Um, but yeah, really just strong women, women that I have had um, as mentors in my career to, uh, colleagues that I've worked with that, uh, you know, I'm always kind of picking out the things and the qualities that I, that stand out as something that I could improve on and other people. And so there's not one top, I'm terrible at picking favorites also. So, um, I should
0: have. No, that's good. Cause it doesn't have to be one person. I, I mean, everybody has good qualities that you can, and we all need to always be working on ourselves. So yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: as I'm like, oh, I'm terrible at picking favorites, our next question is What is your favorite thing that you own and
0: why? I think I know what yours is. I guarantee you can guess what my favorite thing I own is. No, it's not my vibrator. Uh- <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> okay. Guess, what do you think it is? Does it start with a G? I mean, a, G- <laughs> a Jeep. A Jeep was what it's I meant. My not- it's my Jeep. It's <laughs> my you Jeep. You guys. <laughs> if you didn't know this about me, I have a Jeep Wrangler, and that thing is my other child. I love it so much. I love it too. It's taken us to Nashville quite a few times. It is. Oh man, that thing has seen some things. I love and it's it. Gonna see some more. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I took the doors off of it not too long ago, and that is an experience. It's it's you wouldn't think so because we've been on in it with the top and stuff off, but with the doors off, yes. I would
1: love to go because I know you've gone, what do you call it? Off roading. Yes. In it, like when you go to like the Badlands or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that with you sometime. I feel like that would be fun.
0: Oh, we're doing it.
1: Be really wild. Yes.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite thing that you own?
1: Oh, I'm so boring. My house. Oh, that's a really good thing. Because I feel like that's like the biggest thing that I've bought that's like, yeah, kind of need it too. Cause... <laughs> I don't want to be renting in a, this economy. <laughs> no.
0: oh, okay. uh, all right. That's it's a huge accomplishment that some people try and work their whole lives for. So you should be so proud of yourself for that. You did that on your own. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You got your house, and I'm going to be living in my Jeep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next question is who are some celebs that you think you would want as BFFs and why?
0: Um, the first person that's coming to mind—I want to be BFFs with Stevie Nicks. I love her. I also want to be BFFs with Brendan Fraser, just because I just I just adore him and I love him. And um, who else? I guess that's it. Maybe Miranda Lambert would be fun.
1: You know what? I thought of her too. I thought she'd yeah. be fun to be friends with.
0: I think she um, would be
1: fun. The first three that came to mind for me was Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, and Rihanna. <laughs> I just feel like they would all be so much fun to hang out with. And they're super ambitious, strong women. And I just love that. Um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. What about also, Aaron Carter? I think I would be scared of Aaron Carter and also like simultaneously really annoyed with him if I knew him in real life, kind of the same way that I feel every time I jump on one of his lives, instant regret. I'm going to stick with the ladies. I, I like that. It'd be like a really fun time. And you just have a blast and- Accomplish a bunch of stuff. <laughs>
0: I want to add, and you won't have a clue who she is. She's a country singer her name's Ingrid Andress. I think I'm saying that right. Heard of her? Um, I saw her. I went and saw a concert. I saw Chris Young, and she opened for him. And she was so fun. Like she just seems like we would like. I even told a couple people I was with, and like I would be. Yeah, I feel like we would be BFFs. Like I feel like we would hang. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, she would be invited to then. Cause if you feel like you would hang with her, then I probably would too. For sure. All right. And then last question. I think this is a fun one. Do you believe in soulmates?
0: I absolutely a hundred percent believe in soulmates and I do not believe that soulmates are like relationship. A lot of people, I think, think that your soulmate is the person that you marry and end up with forever or whatever but I, I don't necessarily, I think it can be that, but I, I think that we can have multiple ones. And I think that your soulmates can be friends or it can be family or whatever, but I do believe in soulmates. Yes.
1: I love that. So we can be, we're kind of soulmates. Yeah. I think we are. I think so. No, I think that definitely makes sense. When I thought it like this question, initially I thought of more in the romantic sense. I totally agree with that though. in that I think you can have soulmates that are not romantic in nature. I love the idea of you have a soulmate and like one true love and yeah. all of that. And it's like romantic and everything. I I love the idea of that. I don't 100% know if I would say I believe it in the sense that I think love in a lot of ways is a choice. And, you know, I'm cancer and Capricorn. So- <laughs> <laughs> tend to have a more pragmatic approach to looking at like compatibility and all that kind of stuff. But I love the idea of like a soulmate and I think it's, it's a nice idea. So that's all I have. That's it. I love that. No more laughing doodle fits. (laughs)
0: We lost it. I mean, we we lost it. We fell off the edge of the cliff up over there. (laughs) We
1: really did for no good reason at all.
0: Talking about Um, stroking it. And it's like.
1: And the whole time I was working on this episode, not once did I think. Oh, this sounds weird. (laughs) (laughs) Leave
0: it to me. Yes. All right, everyone.
1: Follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Boom Tequila Podcast. Give us a review and we will catch you next time. Hey
0: bitches.
1: Doodle your doodles. Mm, okay. Don't stroke kidding. it too hard unless you're real angry. <laughs> angry doodlers. Stroke <Drogue>. it. Small doodles. <laughs> you're going to be so pissed when you're editing them.